0: This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at CortezCurrents.ca. The program that follows contains opinions which belong to the people expressing them and are not necessarily shared by Cortez Currents or the Cortez Radio Society.
1: These are pink salmon in the Hada River in the Broughton Archipelago, September 2022. The Hada River watershed has never been logged and 50,000 pink salmon used to return to spawn in this river. Then in the early 1990s, salmon farms were put near the river and the young salmon trying to migrate to sea were eaten to death by sea lice and infected with disease year after year. By 2020, when the parents of these fish returned, there were only 390 left. That's when the First Nations of the Broughton Archipelago began removing salmon farms from their territory. By the time these pink salmon went to sea as babies, most of the salmon farms had been removed from their migration route. And over 11,000 have returned.
0: That was the opening of a short video that independent biologist Alexandra Morton posted to her Facebook page, Ruth Salmon, Interim Executive Director at the BC Salmon Farmers Association calls this claim a mixture of misrepresentation and speculation. She issued a press release stating that, quote, there is no causative link, let alone a correlation, related to salmon farm activity and salmon returns. Pink salmon returns are very volatile, so much so that one can cherry-pick a single river in any year and make up a story to support their belief, Unquote. Her press release states the pink salmon return in two-year cycles and, quote, an average of 19,291 pink salmon have returned to the Atta River over the past decade in the even years. A total of 11 salmon farms were active during the out migration for this year's return, Returning populations for this year have yet to be confirmed by fisheries experts, but early reports suggest strong returns of pink and sockeye salmon may occur in many regions of B.C., Curtius currents asked both Morton and the B.C. Salmon Farmers Association for their sources. As might be expected, they're using different databases. Morton emailed a report from the Mainland Enhancement of Salmonoid Species Society, which contained data from 2016 until 2022. An industry spokesperson sent Cortez Currents a link to the DFO's NUSEDS database and wrote, quote, We don't know where and how the Mainland Enhancement of Salmonoid Species Society got their returns, but it is different, unquote.
1: I would go back to them and ask them who was actually walking up that river? Or is this some kind of calculation based on, I don't know what, because there's a lot of softness in the data on wild salmon returns. For example, you can walk the river and count a certain number. You can fly the river and find another number. And then there's calculations that are used to say, okay, we think we saw 30% of the river. And so, They multiply, divide, and add, and they come up with another number. But these aren't fish that were actually seen. The Adda is a very short river. When you're dealing with the mainland enhancement society, they're walking the entire portion that the salmon are in.
0: Neither database supports the idea that 19,000 pink salmon returned every even year over the past decade. This assertion rests upon a report that 69,000 salmon returned in 2014, and without that number, the B.C. salmon farmer's average falls apart. While there tends to be higher returns in even years, this is not always true. The NUSID's database does not have a figure for 2022 yet, and has not reported more than 6,000 pink salmon in the Atta River since 2015. The last three years reported were all less than 1,000 fish. The biggest returns during the decade in question were between 2012 and 2015. The second highest run took place in an odd year when more than 22,000 pink salmon returned in 2013. The mainland enhancement society numbers are invariably smaller than NUSIDS but show 11,436 pink salmon returning this year. This is almost 10 times the size of the next highest run in 2018 and far greater than anything seen in the other five years in this report. Morton and the BC salmon farmers also disagree as to which salmon farms would have impacted the Atta River run. Ruth Salmon states the outgoing salmon migration from the Atta River in 2021 would still have encountered fish farms in the Broughton Archipelago. Morton points out that the Atta River pink salmon runs were principally impacted by two farms, that had been decommissioned by 2020.
1: There were probably 11, maybe even more salmon farms operating on the coast of British Columbia when the juvenile salmon from the Otter River went out to sea in March of 2021. What they're not saying is the two farms that were having the greatest impact on that specific river were gone. I'm talking about Maui's farm, Glacier Falls, and Surmax farm called the Birdwoods. When the juvenile, pink salmon come out of the Otter River, they go west. They're tiny. I have followed them every single year since 2001, and there's masses of them, and they look like little tadpoles. They weigh approximately 0.3 of a gram. It varies. Some of them are 0.2, some of them are 0.5, but they're so small that some of them don't even have their bellies completely buttoned up, which means that the yolk sac that was nourishing them after they hatched hasn't completely disappeared from their bodies. They have no scales. And so they swim along the coast. It's incredible that they are able to make such progress at such small sizes. But we see them every year arrive at the site where Maui was operating, the Glacier Falls farm. There's a bay there. And so these little fish would collect there and rest, and we would watch them be infected with larval sea lice first stage of sea lice. You know that the lice got on right there because first of all they were not infected a kilometer to east of that site, but also we know that that life stage of lice molts and changes body shape within hours of getting on a fish. So the little pinks that survived that infection would then carry on and they would get infected at the Sirmac farm in the Birdwood Islands. Now, the Birdwood Islands is this beautiful little group of islands with these tiny little shallow white-shelled beaches. And the little salmon love those beaches because they're shallow. They're protected from the larger fish that would feed on them. And they stop in those bays to grow. It's so important that these little fish grow as fast as possible. And they would get infected with the sea lice at the Birdwood farm. And so now they have two stages of lice, the ones they got a little bit earlier at Maui and the ones they got at Birdwood. So, now, as of March of 2021, because the First Nations, the Broughton Archipelago, got rid of specifically those two farms first because of the level of damage that they were doing to the Otter River fish. The fish farm companies know this. They were in discussions with the First Nations. They know why they were told to take these farms out first. And these farms are gone. And so now the little pink salmon from the otta and also the little chum salmon from the viner are getting a chance to grow up, gain some weight, put on some scales, which is basically their coat of armor, and carry on where they are still being hit by fish farms and is still being impacted. But hopefully less so. When I see this, enormous return from just a several hundred adults to over 11,000 in this generation. First of all, I'm thinking, fabulous. The open ocean was good for them, and they survived. They got to the ocean. But we have seen this before. So in what was it, 2003, the province of British Columbia enacted what they called the Pink Salmon Action Plan. And this was in response to research that I did in 2001, that saw a massive infection of fish in the Broughton Archipelago. I predicted a 98% collapse, and we got a 99% collapse, even as the rest of the coast did very, very well. I wrote a paper on this. And so the province of British Columbia either removed the farms on this migration route, including the Glacier Falls and the Birdwood farm, or for a few farms, they said, okay, you can put fish in, but they have to be straight from the hatchery where they have no lice. That generation of pink salmon survived better than in the history of studying pink salmon. This was reported in a paper by Dr. Dick Beamish of DFO, senior scientist, who is really not on side with this issue at all, but he had to report these numbers. And in his paper, which is titled Exceptional Survival of Pink Salmon, he says, there must be something wrong with these numbers. We've never seen a survival this big. And yet it happened again this year when those salmon farms were removed. So any way you look at this, The salmon farms have had devastating impact and the salmon farming industry is refusing to own up to it. They could have helped themselves years ago when they saw this first study and said, you know what, okay, all right. We don't think we're the problem, but clearly we need to get the farms away from places that the young salmon are this small. But they didn't, they dug in, The province of British Columbia removed the entire Pink Salmon Action Plan from their website and the information. I have no sympathy for the salmon farming industry because they were given options time and time again to do the honest, to do the right thing, to be good corporate citizens. But they just pushed on with this aggressive, we want to do it this way. We want to be right here. We want our farms to get bigger. And it's no surprise that they've had an enormous, devastating impact on wild salmon on this coast.
0: You've been listening to an interview with Alexandra Morton. The BC Salmon Farmers Association responded by email, and I've included some quotes from their press release on the Adder River. I'm going to finish this episode by playing the remainder of Alexandra Morton's video about what she describes as the first generation of pink salmon to return since the Glacier Falls and Burwood salmon farms were removed from their migration route.
1: This generation grew from just 390 fish to 11,000, completely wild, untouched by humans, strong, intelligent, abundant, generous, carefully choosing their mates to make the next generation even stronger. These salmon are talking to us. Let us be your teachers. Look at what we can do when you allow our babies to survive, when you respect us, We will feed the forests, the whales, the bears, you, and your children. My deepest thanks to the nations of the Broughton Archipelago. I am Alexandra Morton, independent scientist.
0: This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.